Welcome to the Efficient Practice Podcast. If you want increased productivity, profitability, and a better quality of life, this show is for you. And now your host, Dr. Evelyn Samuel. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Efficient Practice Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Evelyn Samuel, and I am super excited about our show today. We have an amazing guest. You all are going to be, uh, uh, you're going to get so many pearls of wisdom, a wonderful guest. So you want to make sure that you stay for the entire episode. For the show today, we have Dr. Hazel Glasper. Hey. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So happy to have have you here. Um, the listeners are in for a treat. I can't wait to get into our interview because you just have done all these amazing things. Um, but before, yes, absolutely. But before we dive into your uh, interview, um, I want to make a few show announcements. Okay. Uh, if you have not, please subscribe to our podcast. It's the Efficient Practice Podcast, whether you are a uh, dentist or a medical professional with a practice and you have efficient practices that you use for your business, this show is for you. And also, if you have not, please feel free to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Efficiency Now Network. There are a lot of professionals in there. There are dental professionals and other professionals, and we're all in there together helping each other so that we can have uh, better businesses, more efficient more productivity, and a better quality of life. So now what I want to do is I want to give you a little bit of background about our uh, esteemed guest. So today we have Dr. Hazel Glasper. Dr. Hazel Glasper has practiced comprehensive dentistry her entire career and is an emerging thought leader in the field. Committed to advancing the perception of oral health, Dr. Glasper founded Teach Me Dental, a national oral health campaign, and the Comprehensive Dental Continuum, a consulting agency that teaches dentists to implement the principles and practices of the comprehensive model, which have allowed her to work three days a week and collect millions in revenue. Recognized as a trailblazer and a game changer, Dr. Glasper has distinguished herself in the medical community as a physician of the oral cavity. An expert on the links between oral and systemic disease, her groundbreaking conferences have reached over 4 million people globally, connecting and educating dental and non-dental healthcare providers on the significance of oral systemic links and their impact on the oral healthcare crisis. Dr. Glasper has been featured in numerous dental publications and appeared on multiple national syndicated media outlets. Spokesperson on oral health for the American Heart Association in Maryland, she is a lead member of the Legislative Committee at Maryland Dental Action Coalition and a panelist at a Senate hearing to address oral health issues in Maryland. Dr. Glasper is redefining comprehensive dentistry. Her company's slogan, sell more dentistry, save more lives, encourages dentists to understand their vital role 
in medicine and establish themselves as critical members of their patient's healthcare team. For more information, which we'll also include in our show notes, you can visit www.drglasper.com. Welcome oh, to that's the that's show. Like, that sounds like quite a bio. Sounds like, <laughs> did I write it? That is quite a bio. I, I, I did not write that bio. <laughs> that is quite a bio, and you have done some amazing things. I am seeing you all over the place. Mm. I have seen clips of you. You've been on probably every media outlet. I've seen you everywhere. You've done some of everything. And we're going to get into that because I really want the, the viewers and the listeners to hear how you are trailblazing and helping to educate people uh, on dentistry and systemic, the systemic relationship. That's just so important. And so I'm, I'm very happy and, and Happy that you're on the show and happy that you're doing such a great thing as well. Thank you. Thank you. And you're doing some great things in the space as well. I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> so first, Dr. Glassman. We take what we, we, take what we get, right? We deserve it. We take what we can get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so Dr. Glassman, Hazel, um, I know a lot about you because I'm, I'm seeing you all over the place. But for our listeners who do not know you, which I can't imagine that they don't, but if they have not heard of you and they do not know, know of you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and like how did you come into the dental field and, and just a little bit about uh, your background and your journey thus far? Well, dentistry was, uh, was not my, I was, I never ever considered dentistry ever not you know i know it's a lot of people a lot of dentists that's all they wanted to be they wanted to work with their hands <laughs> you know maybe your mama was a dentist your daddy was a dentist your aunt and uncle or something no not none of that for me i was going to medical school and it it really um was a very chance conversation with one of my classmates from spelman Um, that really in one conversation changed my perspective. I realized that one, I had such reverence for this person. They they were just brilliant, smart, very intelligent at the top of our class. And for them to mention uh, that they had this passion for dentistry that they were going into dentistry, it, it opened up my eyes and it made me realize that maybe, maybe dentistry was um, an untapped area of medicine. And from that point on, truly I listened to my inner voice, my God self, and, and, and I followed it and it, it has been an amazing ride for me. Mainly because I'm very, I'm very curious and I'm, I'm not very complacent. I, one might say I, I could bore easily with certain things, right? So I'm always looking for uh, the, the vastness, the, the complexity, the challenge in something and, and trying to also make a difference. So, you know, one, so dentistry was something I guess I happened upon. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I, you know, I often say sometimes, I I wonder if I chose the profession or if it chose me. 
Mm -hmm. uh, because we have a distinctive, you know, personality type when we're in the industry. We work in millimeters, we like details, we yeah. like beauty and, and aesthetics. And so sometimes I, I wonder about that. But, I, you know, I think it's amazing that while it wasn't your choice, how it, it was probably your calling because you've done all these great things and it just so happened and, and it's been an amazing, uh, you know, journey for you. Yes, and you know it. It has. It is my calling. I realize it really is the calling on my life. I think that when you are living on purpose, when you when you know that you are being, um, that you're being, you're ordained to do this type of work, you can feel it in every element of what you do. Now you've always wanted to be a dentist. I got, I got that, yeah. Since you were, since you were how old? Because I was five. Right. I have no idea where that came from, and I, I, I like you. I, I think it was a calling because I, I have no idea. There was none in the family. Um, I was the first doctor uh, in the family, and mm -hmm. so, yeah, so amazing. I wanted to be a pediatrician. And I don't know why, because I wouldn't have been that great with kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love my kids, but, you know, <laughs> I love the kids associated with my practice. But I, I wouldn't have been a great pediatrician. But I knew that I wanted to be a pediatrician until that one day when I realized, maybe not. Well, we're so, so happy that you, you decided to, to go into dentistry because you're making such an impact. So, so we're going to talk a little bit uh, about that as well. You started the two organizations, uh, the Teach Me uh, Dental, which is a national oral health campaign. Mm -hmm. Can you tell the listeners a little bit more about what the Teach Me Dental, um, what Teach Me Dental is, and 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 what's okay. the so Teach Me Dental, what I realized is that I wanted to get in front of the dental community and talk about uh, the principles of comprehensive dentistry and uh, my, my view, my opinion on how comprehensive dentistry looks and how it looks from the perspective of health, function, and aesthetics, uh, treating every single patient with that consideration. But then I thought, if before I make, I get in front of the dental community and, and get them excited about this idea, I really need to get the public on board. I need them to understand that oral health is important. I need them to understand the principles of comprehensive dentistry. And I realized that, you know, people really did not get oral health. And for the most part, it was an afterthought. It was not something that they felt was critical. So I, I decided to create Teach Me Dental, and then it's, it became a life of its own because I, 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 I've promoted oral health through radio. So I was on a radio show and, and through various... Um, local and national t television appearances and just having very unique messages. Like I, I did the Roland Mar Martin show on the dangers of kissing. Oh my goodness. That's wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, so, you know, that sparked, <laughs> you know, people were really drawn to the title 
and they they learned a lot and then i do a lot of events i'm constantly speaking here there um at uh, i did um i did the message at a large church in baltimore recently um maybe about a, i don't know how many people were in the audience but it was a huge church and so many people had questions that they put me in a different part of the sanctuary and had a line just going, you know, it was so many people who, who, who needed to know this about oral health and who never knew that about oral health. So I do a lot of events. I, I do publications and, and my big thing has been the comprehensive healthcare series where I'm meeting with, um, dentists as well as physicians are moderating a panel and i have a subject matter every time i give a series so the first one was on cardiology nephrology and endocrinology and the second one was on women and children and the next one will be oncology and geriatric medicine um so it's that has been that has been amazing. Now that has been amazing. I, I think that I gained a lot of traction with that one, with the uniqueness of that program and the information that was shared and, and, and realizing uh, for dentists as well as other physicians that is a bunch of mad scientists in the room <laughs> having a scientific conversation about the importance of oral health which is unique and so that has been great then i got into the space of uh working with uh, some legislation trying to get the adult dental medicaid bill passed and, and we did through the maryland dental action coalition and right now i'm focusing on putting some programs together for the underserved so I don't know how I do that with a family and with a practice. With a practice, with a exactly. You know, and with coaching. Yeah, so I, right. So, <laughs> like, how do you do it all? But but, it's fun stuff. It's good stuff. It's really good stuff. And I'll, I'll share something with you. When, when I was, uh, uh, you know, looking at some of the things I've seen of you online, and I've, I've seen some of your speaking, which I, I, I sent you a message and I just said, this is refreshing. Um, I did research. Interesting fact here. I did research when I was in dental school, and it was uh, it was published. It was screening for the SPAP gene of Streptococcus mutans in the predentin infant. Mm -hmm. So basically, I was searching for this gene in Streptococcus mutans. And if the listeners aren't uh, in dentistry, that's the the bacteria that causes dental caries or cavities. Mm -hmm. So with before the teeth you're not supposed to have this, this gene or bacteria present. And we found it. So I had to do a lot of different testing and things of that sort. And it was because, you know why, moms kiss their yeah, kids, right, right, right. family in the mouth. Right, and so right. way back when I was in dental school, anybody I saw in the family, was before I had kids, if I mm -hmm. saw them kissing kids in the mouth, I was like the, the cop, the dental cop 
because people don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Coming across the room, no! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so when, when I saw you, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so true. Mm-hmm. And, and we really should be educating patients on this because I, I think we fail to realize that so many people don't know these things. Well, they, they don't. They don't know. They but just what don't brilliant know. research. That, you know, that's, that, that's great research. My, my mother fed us from her mouth. And she had gum disease and did not know it. And people do, and and people, some people do not realize that in some, definitely in the black community, especially during my time, that, that wasn't, that wasn't that unusual. Um, for some people, maybe it is, because some of my friends say, what? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of people doing that now. And I'm I, did like, it with, what? <laughs> I, I did it with my kids a couple of times. Oh. And you know, I could, you know, I could afford to get all kind of baby food or, you know, whatever. But, you know, I did, you know, I, my mother did it. You know, I, I it, it was a practice. It was you know, I never really considered at that time what it could cause, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, not as unusual. Now, know that the reason why it was being done way back in the day was because we, we weren't going and buying baby food. You know, I'm not talking about when I was with my kids, but my mother, they, they, they weren't buying baby food and they weren't thinking about putting things in blenders and stuff like that. So it was easier. They, they're at the table. Let me go ahead and feed you as, as I'm being fed. And, and so it was a practice in the community, but it was a practice that they didn't know could be harmful. Right. And, and I'll tell you this, I, I, we were traveling for the, the holidays and we were in the airport and I saw this couple and they had a new baby and, and they were taking turns, the mom and dad kissing the baby in the mouth. And mm-hmm. my husband had to kind of hold me because I almost went over there. <laughs> I had to fight the urge to go and tell them not mm-hmm. to do that. But, mm-hmm. but, but pe- people just don't know. So it's good to, to get out and educate people because when you know better, you do better. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> and, and so you, you also have the, the, uh, the continuum that you are working with dentists on comprehensive dental care. Yes. So you're, you're, you're showing them with your motto, sell more dentistry, save more lives. Yes. So what I, so with some of the dentists that I like working with some of the newer dentists as well as some of the seasoned dentists. But what I found was, for the most part, drill and field dentistry is more common than people realize. And what I mean by drill and field dentistry, that a lot of times limited care is being provided to patients and not always... um, fully informing our patients after we have done a complete examination, uh, complete um, x-ray series, um, complete intraoral imaging and and study models and occlusal exams and smile, smile analysis and all these things that 
are critical to practicing comprehensively. And when, when a lot of doctors would reach out to me, they would reach out to me because they saw all these phenomenal cases that, that I was doing, but they didn't really uh, realize what it took to, to really do those cases. One, the information that you have to have prior to developing a treatment plan. And, and, and you really can't cut co corners with that. But I think what was the, the big thing about the comprehensive continuum, the big thing about coaching dentists is that they're able to increase their scope of practice because now they're one, they have the tools to uh, get the diagnostics that they need to educate or uh, properly care for their patients and present to their patients, but they're seeing more. You know, they're actually diagnosing more oral disease, which was present before I got there, you know, but, you know, maybe because of um, limited mindset, um, a lot of us might feel hesitant to truly treatment plan our patients to truly present to them what is really going on inside of the mouth uh, because we have all these uh, things we're considering, whether it's insurance oh, yes. or we're reading the patient's pocketbook. We think, ah, oh, they don't really want this type of treatment. Or we're thinking if they're presenting with their teeth in this condition, ah, oh, they can't possibly care about the condition that their mouth is in or because we don't have the advanced training that we need to take on these cases. But here's the thing, if these patients are in your office, you have the ethical responsibility to fully diagnose them. Now, if we cannot execute those, uh, uh, the treatment, then that's a whole different subject. Then we have to get the training for that or we need to properly refer them out. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I know you've trained with um, some of the greats. Yes. <laughs> yes. I yes. saw Fordbrook. I did LVI. Oh, so okay. okay. And, yes. and I think they were together before uh -huh. uh, I was there. But, but absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The training. And uh, like you said, so, sometimes we have all these uh, uh, stops. We have our own stops. The patients have stops and we have stops because we're thinking a lot of times, well, they may think I'm trying to get their money or that's, yeah, that's a big thing I hear with dentists. They may think I'm trying to get paid, but, but if you don't diagnose those things, you're doing a disservice because you're not taking care of them, their whole health. Right. So either the condition exists or it doesn't. Feeling like a salesman is selling me something, is selling me something I don't need right? So when I came up with the tagline, sell more dentistry, save more lives, I knew that some people would be put off. Like, what do you mean sell? Um, it's a catchy phrase. It's something to make you think. It's something to make you realize. Um, I've had more people focus on the sell more dentistry than the save more lives. And sell more dentistry simply means we have an obligation to fully diagnose our patients so they can make informed decisions around their health. And with doing that, 
we have the possibility that a life can be saved. But my question to many dentists is, do you believe that dentistry saves lives? And, and, and surprised by that. And a great question that is, because you hear all the time, well, well you're just a dentist, or just a dentist. I have to go to the doctor, you're just a dentist. You're just a dentist, right? We all hear it. We all hear it, and you're thinking, I didn't think that when I was in my gross anatomy class, and my, right. you know, and, and so forth, but we do hear that a lot, and, and you're right, if we don't fully believe it ourselves, how do we expect right. others to, to appreciate our training and what yeah they're not going to if we do not if we do not present in that way if we do not believe it ourselves then we'll be considered just dentist and you have a personal story about about i have numerous (laughs) i really do you know uh one of the ones i'll share i know you've heard the one about my brother yes uh, but and i think you heard the one about my mother as well my mother was uh 62 when i diagnosed her with advanced gum disease and um i just graduated from from dental school and i had to extract all of her upper teeth and most of her lower teeth my mother has taken care of herself all of her life but by the time she was 62 she was hypertensive she was diabetic and she had had um, several miscarriages and two premature deliveries one that resulted in the death of uh, my sister and the only issues that my mother had to cause insulin resistance to cause low birth weight babies in that way and even hypertension was that she had this massive infection in her mouth that was never diagnosed now the question is why was it not diagnosed she was going to the same dentist for 12 years I, I, as you're saying that, I'm thinking still those thoughts, you know, where, where sometimes people are hesitant to diagnose for fear of losing a patient or. Well, let's say for fear of truly losing a patient, like a patient's life. Right. That, that should be the fear. Right. Of losing the life. And that's why it should be diagnosed. Especially in her case, because, you know, I'd seen my mother's teeth like, the appearance of her teeth changing over the years. But it wasn't until I did my comprehensive examination and realized, no, I'm not just seeing this change. I'm seeing you know, some severe infection. And then she has all these health problems at 62, why? I mean, she, it, diabetes does not run in our family in that way. And she, she didn't just start having diabetes. She had had diabetes in her 40s. There's no reason for her to have diabetes in her 40s. You know, there was, so all these things just started making me realize the, the, the connection. And, and if anyone does not believe that gum disease or extensive dental decay can cause systemic problems, 
then we're, we're not, when we see it in the mouth, the, the damage, the, the bone loss, the gingival inflammation, the loss of tooth structure, the pulpal involvement, how progressive and destructive it is. How could you not believe that those same bacteria would exit the mouth and, and do this same level of harm? That's true. And, and you're, you're so passionate about it and it's, 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 it's good and, and it's good that you're there and that you're educating uh, the, the public uh, on these things. And dentists. And dentists, yes. Because <laughs> if, if they're not diagnosing their patients, that's not a good thing. Um, I actually did a, I did a talk for a, a conference a while back on the reasons patients don't uh, visit the dentist and why that may be detrimental to their health. Mm -hmm. And basically touched on the relationship as well mm -hmm. with the oral cavity and systemic diseases. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there again, people there were pretty surprised just by that, that presentation. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And isn't that something, because this is a conversation that goes back to the beginning of dentistry. You know, it really does go back to the beginning of dentistry. Most people, many people, when dentistry was being done by monks and barbers, were dying in their 30s and 40s because of oral health issues and uh, to still have death and sickness and all of that now is because of lack of education. It is. So, so you deal with more practice management? <laughs> well, I am a practicing dentist, but uh -huh. I, I do practice management as well. Um, the, the efficiencies of running the practice. Yes. Do you because coach on that? I'm sorry. You coach on that? Yes, I do. I coach on that. I have an online course on that. And yes, yes. just the importance of, of getting the patients to have a wonderful experience in the office to run smooth. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and while we're productive and efficient, we still have to be profitable too because we're, oh, yes. we have small businesses as well. Yes. So, so yes. I do. I do. So at Chicago and Hinman, I'm going to t uh, talk about the seven-figure practice. All right. Well, that's good. The Hinman is one of the, one of the best, I have to, to say, I'm from the South, and that's one of the best conferences. Mm -hmm. And I understand that they're going to treat you well as, as a guest there. Oh, nice. <laughs> I like to be treated well. <laughs> so get ready. But that, that's amazing. You're, 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 you're on the speaking um, uh, you're on the platform now. You're on the speaker uh, circuit. circuit. That's the word I'm looking for. You're on the circuit now. Mm -hmm. And so you can bring your message to, to many dentists and, and uh, very excited to, to see that. Right. And profitable. Um, I, one of the phrases that I use is uh, true brilliance is to have two mutually opposing thoughts at the same time. And that means being um, a clinician and a business person. See, a lot of people are conflicted when they're in their practices. They don't, they figure, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a clinician. I need to make an ethical responsibility. I have an ethical responsibility to be a certain way with my patients. 
And then, but I'm a business person as well, and I have to take care of the health of my practice. Well, they, they are not mutually exclusive. And so we, I think we struggle with that. As clinicians, we're like, you know, being a business person, I have to make decisions that may not feel right for me as a doctor. Well, if you're taking care of your patients, if you're doing what, what is considered um, the responsible thing to do and fully informing them, you still have to run a business and it still needs to be profitable or you cannot help your patients. And well said. Right, so getting <laughs> people to have these two mutually opposing thoughts and realizing that the two can merge and, and, and you can be extremely successful. That is the truth. And you're practicing now. How many days a week are you in your practice? About three and a half. About three and a half. And so that means that you have mastered efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you wouldn't have thought that at my huddle this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I say that because um, you, can, you can truly do as much in three and a half days as you can in five. Yes. And have less stress. Yes. Uh, just with efficiency. So the fact that you're doing that and you're lecturing on that tells me that you, you are efficient. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> we, have a, we have a streamlined practice and we take very good care of our patients. That's good. One-on-one -on -one care, it sounds like. Oh, one -on absolutely. 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 We do not see high volume here. That is not, um, for me, that is not the prince. For me and how I practice is not the principles of comprehensive care. So, but you know, there are different business models out there that exist. I get that. There are. And I, I subscribe to your philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> Never been one for volume. So I subscribe to, to your philosophy as well. So tell me. What's next for Dr. Glasper? Hmm. <laughs> uh, so I went, I went to a phenomenal speakers conference this weekend in uh, Phoenix, Arizona with the uh, uh, dinner, uh, Dental Speakers Institute. My dear friend, Vanessa Emerson, started this probably two years ago. So it's, it's, it was an amazing conference. Getting myself out there more as a speaker, getting past Hinman and Chicago. I am very type A. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> so, you know, I can, I, you know, I can, I, I'm good at multitasking. I really am. But... Things have come to a halt for a second until I get past Chicago and Henman because the, the preparation to, to, for these meetings, it's pretty important to me. So I did the Las Vegas meeting a couple of weeks ago with the Maddow brothers and getting prepared for that took, a, took some took some time away for the Chicago and the Hinman meetings. Mm -hmm. And so now I have to stay very focused 
and and once I get past Chicago and Hinman, um, I have a lot, a lot of other exciting things that are will, you know, start coming down the pike from there. Okay, and those are really large conventions, by the way. So, so that's yeah. to be commended. So that's that's really good. And I hear you got a standing ovation at the one in I think in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I my my message is being well received. Good, good. it's being well received, and 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 I'm I'm very grateful. I'm grateful for that. I think it's I think it's an important message. I think dentistry is an amazing profession, and anything that we can do to elevate our profession and understand the power that we have. And the impact that we have is 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 what I'm about, and it mm-hmm. sounds like what you're about as well. Yes, and I, I your passion it just shows. It, it, for those who are watching, you'll see it. You'll hear it as well on the podcast. <laughs> but, but your passion shows so so wonderful. So now you've been on, you've been everywhere: CNN, Fox, and now the Efficient Practice Podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And now I, the Efficient Practice. Right, I can check. You can check that one out too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having yeah, so, Now, if anyone wanted to get in touch with you, let's say it's dentists that may want to train with you or receive your coaching. I know you're really busy now, but how would they get in touch with you? Well, one, look out for the uh, workshop that I'll be putting together. I'm hoping um, the July to September area, it's going to be very, um, you know, a small group VIP type of workshop that is going to focus on comprehensive principles and mindset. So that's coming up. Um, my website, drglasper.com, is one way to connect with me. My um, email address drglasper at gmail.com okay so we're gonna put uh, we'll put it on the show notes I, I was looking to see if you wanted to put that one up and we will put yeah, it yeah well you know i would hope that anyone who would reach out to me would be you know respectful that it is my personal email and i i do welcome uh individuals reaching out to me just we we're we're all professionals. We understand that it, it you know be mindful it is my personal email. <laughs> there are people listening all over the world. So <laughs> they're kind of like you might get a flood of emails. Um, and you're busy. So if you don't answer, we know that you're lecturing somewhere and and so And my office my office is my office email is office at revivesmile.com. Okay. All right. So I will include all of those uh, in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And I want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I know you're seeing patients today. Thank you. Uh, thank you, but, Evelyn. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thanks well, for we have to. We have to get together. Have or something and 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 see how we can work together soon. Exactly. We're so close. We're right in the the, the region together. So we have we have to do that. Yes. 
Okay. Thank you, thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. And have a wonderful Wednesday. You too. So this concludes another episode of the Efficient Practice Podcast. If you have not done so, please subscribe to rate and review the show. We're seen on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and many of the major podcast um, uh, mediums. And if you have not, please join our free Facebook group. It's called the Efficiency Now Network, where there are lots of professionals like Dr. Glasper who are in there, and we're all working together to help have efficient practices, dental and medical, or use efficient practices to run our businesses better. Uh, Once again, we'd like to thank our esteemed guest, Dr. Hazel Glasper, for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we will see you the next time. Take care and so long. Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Efficient Practice Podcast with Dr. Evelyn Samuel.